The pearls of the mine are valuable and must be seriously safeguarded from the careless and the unconcerned. But to those who value truths explored, come, think with me. Walter Rauschenbusch, a German-American theologian, pastor of the church uh, in Hell's Kitchen, became the spokesperson, 1880, somewhere in the early 1900s, became a, the spokesperson for the notion of the social gospel movement. And of course, he, he really heralded the, the world in, 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 in thinking about uh, the movement of the church. And, and it just concerns me as we, as we enter into uh, the situation in Burnsburg with the Aubrey family and, and the preachers gathering there to be, as they say, support the mother, a mother that none of them knew prior to the situation, of course, but they were there to support the court on the heels of a white prosecutor who suggested that uh, having watching the son watch the pageantry of s civil rights leaders, the great leaders of our black community entering the court to support the mother who they didn't know before the case opened. Uh, they just came in to support the mother. And he argued, bless his older heart, you, you did notice his age, he argued that this was some form of, of trying to influence the jury. Well, he would know that because that's one of the great tools of the majority race. There's a legal system, and I, I disagree that there's two forms of justice. I just think that there is one form that everybody doesn't understand as well as the majority race. Okay, but we'll, we'll get into that later. Uh, and so they've manipulated the system so well, they know it when they see it being manipulated. So he, he, you know, he, he comes out with his verbiage, but his verbiage reflects his history. <laughs> I mean, he, is, he is probably has a history uh, deep down in his life, <laughs> all the way generations, where he probably knows more about lynchings than he does about law. <laughs> okay, let's just say that off the top. But he spoke out of his own, his own consciousness, and I ain't mad with him. It helps me to understand, you know, of the system, because as Black Americans, second-class citizens, we have learned the system too. Ask OJ. <laughs> We've learned the system now. We know how the system works and how it works, and, and we do what we do. <laughs> but we came down uh, in groves after he complained of visitations. We came down, and as Al Sharpton. He's a powerful voice among us. As Al Sharpton said, hey, we didn't come to protest. We came to pray. Hmm. But the argument of the prosecutor does not rest on dull ears. Rauschenbusch argued that, uh, that man's sin was not a sin against God alone and that the church must place under judgment, institutional evils, as well as individual immorality. He held that, that men are damned by inhuman social structures and that the 
condition uh, of these structures, well, the church must end exploitation and poverty and greed and racial pride and war. <laughs> Martin King jumped on this. He jumped on this, and it became kind of the, the, the bedrock of the civil rights movement. How can we preach a gospel to the souls of men and ignore the economic conditions that damn the soul? You know, and now, remember now, Martin King had a PhD in, in philosophy. Uh, as a theologian, you know, he, he examined the scriptures in a way that were philosophically fitting for the arguments of the kingdom that he understood. And he was the voice. And he spoke and rallied the country. And his, his notion was brotherhood and community all the way. Noble man, noble man. But those who marched with him didn't quite always understand where he was coming from any more than they understood Jesus. The disciples understood Jesus when Jesus came along. You know what I'm saying? Any more than all of those who followed Paul understood Paul. So there's always going to be that because we're human. So the civil rights movement was undergirded by this, so this, this social gospel impetus and Walter Rauschenbusch resurgence of the social gospels was at work. And so now we're trying to do it again. We're trying to fight the future with the same theology, the same philosophy. But we are poisoned by our experiences because we created a middle-class bourgeois <laughs> personality that was non-existent. And Jim Crow got quieted until Trumpism arose. And now Jim is not quiet anymore. Jim is <laughs> ringing the proverbial bell. And so what do we do? The church, we jump in the middle of this fight and we start telling our church lies. We start saying things that we probably shouldn't say if we stop to think about it. Jesus said to the disciples, when they say I'm down here and they say I'm down in, in the matter of the return of, of the Son of Man, if they say I'm in Florida, if they say I'm in California, don't go running because it's like lightning flashing from the east to the west, you will know. Prayer does not have to be assembled in a crowd somewhere. Neither does supporting the mother of the Aubrey situation. Even if we won't acknowledge that we're using prayer in the way that we're using prayer, we got to hear the stone tossed over in the middle of this discussion when the old man says, you're just taking away the noose and you're taking away the, the tree, but it's still a lynching. What a terrible thing to say. But what an interesting consciousness. Because the prayer could easily have been the noose in disguise. In the minds of public opinion. Because you see, public opinion is also moved, is parallel with our judicial and our legal system. And the majority race has known that and used it. Oh, my God, yes, they did. If they, need, if, if, if they wanted to convict Jim Bob, they just told you what a, what a rapist he was and what a, what a loser he was. And that went around. And by the time the verdict was in, he was guilty as charged. And the court of public opinion moved in those decisions. Well, we are a smart people. Remember, we are the people of the Underground Railroad. <laughs> I got no help in here. We are the, we're the people of the Underground Railroad. We are the Harriet Tubman's 
<laughs> we understand how to sing Swing Low Sweet Chariot and give a direction and go underground and come out smiling with the cross of Jesus. They came to Brunswick to pray, not protest. No, we have a right to protest, but what are you protesting? One of the major issues that we have to deal with is the difference between the law and justice. That's not a color issue. It can be controlled by a majority. It can be controlled by money. It can be controlled by power. But there is a distinct difference between law and justice. Sometimes you get the law, and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you get justice, and sometimes you don't get justice. And the law, the law, it, it, it depends. And those, those, those of us who are not law students, we don't understand that. I heard on CNN, um, can you take race out? Of course you can't take race out. But can you overflow it? Yes, you can. The church is not about gender. There's neither Jew nor Greek, bond nor free, male or female. That's when you know it's the church. We have to remember, and I say this over and over again, I will continue to say it. Our salvation, our relationship with God is not about personal salvation. It's not about what we personally think or what we personally want. It is about the role we play in God's redemptive history to bring about the truths that attach itself to the people of God. It's God's kingdom. This thing is about God. Be careful how you race down the street to pray for something, to pray for somebody, to support somebody, when your agenda is questionable. When your agenda is so questionable that you just scoff and blow it off because you've learned how to do that, taught well by the majority race. But if the church is be the church, is to be the church, she needs to stand up and be the church and stand on truth no matter what. And the injustices of this world. And there will be many and they will continue. And while Washington Bush thought that the church's assignment was to end exploitation and poverty and war. Listen to the scripture. There will always be wars and rumors of wars until our Lord's return. And where there is poverty, the greater issue is where are the wealthy folk? And where there is homelessness, the greater issue is, where are those that are housed? That will be the judgment of God. Not that there was poverty, but there was wealth in the midst of poverty. So I have to tell you, and I have to say it boldly, preachers in Brunswick, go home. You got church in the morning. Think with me. Our time has passed and gone, but the journey moves on forward and upward towards him. Until we meet again, 
consider the joy of this part of the journey.